0: Think about all the people that Matt feeds, that puts food on their table. Yeah. That's the impact. Yeah. That people don't talk about enough. Like, what if that one other person that I met that has a kid, right, that's a single mom. Yeah. I can offer a job to her, and I make 30 grand less as an owner, I'm okay. Right, yeah. what's the ROI on your soul? Yeah, I know. You're changing people's (coughs) lives. Yeah. Yeah. Good one, man. That's That's the deeper meaning. Yeah, Yeah. right? For sure. And we said we weren't going to get philosophical, but I can't help it.
1: Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free Podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Roberts, and I want to thank you for joining me today on this journey of financial freedom I got a question. Have you ever thought about airbnb out maybe a room in your house or an entire property? I know that I have and I'm actually at a crossroad right now where I have some tenants moving out of a duplex that I own and I really wanna do some Airbnb on that side and not sure if I uh, should Airbnb it and do a short-term rental or if I should do my standard long-term rental of 12 to 24 months. I have to weigh out the options, but the person I'm gonna run to is our guest today on the podcast. His name is Austin Lenny, and he's what I would say an expert at the Airbnb game. Um, But he is a jack of all trades. He is a real estate investor. He's an account executive for Streamline Funding. And above all that, he's just a really great guy with a big heart um, and an awesome outlook on life. And uh, today was easily one of the um, longer podcasts that we've had um, and we could have kept going and kept going and kept going. Austin just had a great story and we love talking to him. So I know you guys are going to enjoy today's podcast. Austin, thank you so much for being on. We feel blessed to have you and to call you a friend without further ado, guys. Here's our good friend, Austin Lenny. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah. appreciate
0: y'all having me on.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I guess tell uh, us in the audience uh, a little bit about yourself.
0: So, uh, I did live in Austin for nine years. I am now in San Antonio for the last four. Oh, wow. So I'm very familiar. As I say, I've, I've made my peace with Austin. Uh, <laughs> I broke up with it. It took two years. Oh. So I did it uh, very hard. But uh, I have been doing Airbnb for the last four or five years. I started with my personal home. uh uh-huh. um, That grew into a company um, who done airbnbs all around the united states right now we've switched our focus just to texas okay i um, working on a couple hotel projects uh, i even do matt's airbnbs form. right so i'm very familiar with that space and then uh, i also work for a private equity fund um, that lends money to investors on new construction community development projects fix and flip okay so so short-term loans got it yeah cool
1: um so uh, I think so. You mentioned this to me off air, but you're from, I guess, the Houston area.
0: Sugarland, Texas. Okay,
1: cool. And then, did you come from Sugarland
0: to Sugar Land Austin to or Denver? Okay. I was a chef. Really. So I have twenty years uh, in the restaurant business. Wow. Hotels. So I was a chef uh, in Denver. Okay. And then moved back to uh, Beaumont, Texas. Okay. And then met my wife at a restaurant. Got it. So. Um, Yeah, jack-of-all-trades. Sure, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It makes a good old-fashioned. Yeah, I make a good (laughs) old-fashioned. Cool.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Did you have any uh, experience bartending, too? Yeah, 20 years. Oh, wow. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Man. So, so, yeah, whenever I'm on a trip, I'm normally the bartender, so. Sure, yeah. yeah. I got
1: you. That's awesome. Um, And so, uh, I guess, did you start um, cooking right out of high school, or? So when did that my start? My parents
0: uh, grew up in the restaurant business. Okay. And uh, when I was 17, I started working in the restaurant business. Okay. Um, the, the, the deal with the restaurant business is you tell yourself every month, uh, I can't wait till I'm out of this. Sure. And then 20 years go by, and then yeah. you're still in it. Right. Um, I became a bartender bar back at 18. Okay. Um, if you ever want to learn how the world works, uh-huh. you, you be a bartender. Yeah. Uh, I had two people that mentored me. One was a woman and one was a man. Okay. The man waited on the women and the woman waited on, oh, on yeah. the vice Oh, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. And you kind of saw the interaction and money exchange. Sure. Um, I tell everybody if you want to learn about money and you want to learn about human behavior, uh-huh. be a bartender. Sure, yeah. Um, so I feel like that's where I've got a lot of my sales skills. Definitely. Um,
1: I agree with you on that. I was a, so I was a server um, for my first couple of years of college, um, 17 and 18, working, working my way up to bartender. And I worked at an NBC Suites, Suites hotel um, in San Marcos when I was mm-hmm. going to school. Same thing. I was the male bartender, so I would go help the, the female guest and vice versa with the uh, female bartenders. Um, and it was like, I mean, just the, the experience working in the restaurant industry in general is like... It's very humbling, <laughs> <laughs> and it teaches you a lot of life lessons. Yeah, um, and I think you know all around kind of makes you just a better person.
0: It's funny. I read something the other day, and they the guy was talking about he came from the restaurant space. yeah and he only hires restaurant people really that want a better life because he knows the hustle. Yeah. So yeah. my boss at Streamline, uh-huh. we worked together for six years in the restaurant business. Okay, cool. The reason he hired me. Because he knows I work. Right. So it's interesting, the correlation, because you're working eight. I mean, I worked um, 80 to 120 hours for eight years straight. Jeez. Never a weekend off.
1: Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh,
0: right. Exactly. Um, Worked at the best restaurants in the United States. Uh And uh, you get to a point where when you reach the the top, Uh you're like, okay, I've I've done it all. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it's interesting. I also believe, and this is funny where the correlation revolves. I believe that restaurants and bars in a community uh-huh. can be the, the first uh, indication that the area is about to boom. Yeah. So I look at that from a point of view always when I'm looking at it. I look at San Antonio,
1: uh-huh.
0: and I go, okay, yeah. the hotels are going on. Right. The bars are popping up. Yeah. I feel like it's the tip of the spear. Sure, yeah. And, and kind that of makes sense. It's the first indication, I think, that some people don't take that correlation. I always do. Right, yeah. For sure, that's awesome. Very so I cool. was I was talking to a private equity developer who runs a billion dollar fund, mm-hmm. and he said the one of the number one indicators they look at is is price per household on food and beverage. Okay. And that's where they invest. Mm. So very very interesting.
1: Yeah, that yes. is. Yeah, that's something that you wouldn't normally think to look at, but it's such a I guess it's very smart. Uh huh. Good yeah. indicator. He said
0: it, he said in Central Texas the average was twenty five thousand dollars more. Than a typical household, Really? So you knew it was a clear indication that the the uh, areas were on the rise. Oh boy, so it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, very cool.
1: After I guess after Denver, mm-hmm. um, what was the move? What was the I guess so. What made really, you move what back? did
0: it for me? And this is a true story. And it's funny enough. I I, I emailed him uh, nine months ago mm-hmm. uh, when I was seventeen years old. I was having, and I think Matt will have a similar story. I was having a real rough time at school. Okay, I'm not a normal kid like. Um, smart, but don't like to study. Sure, yeah. When I was 17 years old, uh, one of my best friends' dad, I remember like it was yesterday in Houston, he handed me a book, Mm -hmm. and he said, this is for you. You might not understand it now, but it'll change your life. Mm -hmm. And it was Rich Dad Porter. Yeah, all right, there you go. it might have took 10 years to implement, Uh but it was the single greatest thing that shifted my mentality on investing. Yeah. And I actually uh, texted him like eight months ago, and I said, hey, I just want to let you know that you changed my life. That's I awesome. I now have three real estate properties and all that stuff. Yeah. It's very interesting. I, the, the, you might not know what you want to do, uh-huh. but I feel like that book is a great indication on the shift of thought process. Oh, for sure. For investing. Definitely, yeah. Because yeah, my dad's a doctor. Mm. So on theory, you look at that and go, oh, well, that's the way to go. Sure. But then in the book, he actually says, that's not good. Right. Because you have to be at work in order to make money. Right, Yeah. So when that from that day forward, I said, here's my goal. Uh-huh. I want to be able to make money when I'm on the golf course. And yeah. that's what I say to myself over and over again. All right, yeah. I think that's the goal, right? I,
1: yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's awesome. So with your dad being a doctor, was there any, um, I guess, did you want to follow in his footsteps at all, or did he want you to follow in his footsteps at all?
0: I think in my mind I thought I did. Sure. But uh, nine years of college, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Well, actually,
1: nine years of my college sounds pretty good, but <laughs> not to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, and so um, so you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm-hmm. and then you moved
0: back to so, Houston? So I was in Austin, and I actually... I think one of the greatest things is I had... This is what I tell a lot of people because one of my favorite things is to work with new investors and help them. Right. I had seven years mm-hmm. and eight bad deals. Okay. And when wow. I mean bad deals, I mean deals that fell, uh, they fell apart day before closing. Oh boy. And I I I will remember like it was yesterday. I had a house uh-huh. FHA. Yeah. Pflugerville, before the boom. Yeah. Corner yeah. lot, two stories, twenty-two hundred square feet for one twenty. Oh wow! Yeah. And what the, and FHA would not fix the roof because they were in California and they didn't want to deal with it. Okay. We waited for three months and we had nowhere to live. No. Oh, and I had to man. back out of the deal. Oh. And I no. still think about that house yeah. to this day. Yeah. And then same thing happened in San Antonio the day before um we were supposed to close. Uh-huh. I don't tell the story all. So the I, I lost my job. I lost the job that I was supposed to get, that okay. I was guaranteed. And I lost a house all in the same weekend. Oh, <laughs> man. That's so, rough. So I thought it was like done, right? Yeah. And I said, no, we're just going to keep, we're going to figure it out. Sure. So we rented a house in in the east side of San Antonio okay. and started looking again. Yeah. In like six months, we're going to buy one. Yeah. So we actually bought that house without my wife seeing it. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I, like, I was like, I don't care. Right. I we just got to get a house. I want Yeah. Walls. yeah. And uh, my agent at the time was from Alamo Heights, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, man. I don't know. Mm. He sighed. You know, maybe you shouldn't. And um, and I, he's like, "You're gonna have the nicest house in the neighborhood for like two, three years." Yeah, right. okay. I was like, I don't care. I was like, I'm cool. Like, mm-hmm. I understand what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. I watched Austin happen. I felt the same thing was happening in San Antonio. So, we, so we bought it. Okay. When we bought it, we didn't realize. So the day we moved in, there was no closet in the master bedroom. <laughs> oh man Like that's how bad we wanted it sure it's a converted duplex from a flipper okay and it's set on the market for a long time and we got it for for what i thought was for for a good price sure for 135 okay six blocks from downtown on the east side wow so i felt good about it yeah for sure so so that was the first property we bought and when what year was that that was uh three years ago okay nice so yeah so we moved in Uh uh-huh and uh, and then we started renting out the back room. Okay. Airbnb. And then my wife had to work in Houston. So I was, like, staying at the house myself, and I was like, well, it's just me. Yeah. Why don't I try to rent out the whole house?
1: Right. And during this time, you still, so, because you had said you left your previous job. Bartending. Oh, okay. Just bartending. And then the, oh, you were bartending at this time. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Man, bartending is good money. So Tell I'm bartending.
0: Cause... I'm bartending, sleeping in my friend's apartment with no furniture in the back room on an air mattress. Oh, wow. Airbnb in the house. Yeah. And working. Man. And so the first year, I airbnb it <coughs> for like five months. Okay. And I grossed like 11,000. Wow. So I was like, hey, yeah, there's something here, right? Right. And then that turned into buying another house with a business partner. Okay. So then we had two. And then I bought the house across the street. Which okay. that took me nine months to build to buy. Okay. So nobody had lived there. Uh-huh. And I, I picked it up for fifty two thousand dollars. All right. So it was a nineteen twenties house that nobody lived in for like four years. Okay. So we did a full remodel. Okay. <coughs> yeah. yeah, it was a full remodel on that one. So that
1: was So you bought it for fifty two and then how much did you have to put into it?
0: Forty five. Okay. So rebuilt the kitchen, the front door, left the exposed ceiling, nineteen thirties cottage. Okay. Um that house today is worth uh, one eighty five. Nice. And it does uh, thirty two thousand gross a year All right. on Airbnb.
1: Nice. So just a two one. Yeah. So that's awesome. And so, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I guess breaking down the financing on that. Sure. So for the fifty two. So I didn't have any of the money. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you
0: go. That's the best way to do it. So true story. We went to Europe for two months. Okay. Um, I took out a loan to pay off Europe, uh-huh. and he. And the neighbor called me Uh-oh. the day I got back from Europe. said, oh. I'm ready to sell. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Here we go. Yeah. And, I, and you know what I thought about? What would Matt Defke do? <laughs> <laughs> he would figure it out. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. So I called my father-in-law, and I said, hey, you remember that time when I told you, when I say pull the trigger, it's time to roll? Uh-huh. And I called him, and I said, I literally ran out of the meeting. Yeah. Down the street to get away from the owner so he didn't see me and yeah. call my father-in-law. I was nice. like, we're buying this. Yeah, got to. So the guy told me, I hope I don't get in trouble with this. He said, I don't want to see a real estate agent. Uh-huh. It's an older gentleman. Um, the, the house needed a lot of work. So it's not like I, he was happy with what he got. Good. I was happy with I got. Yeah. So I, I brokered the whole deal. Okay. I learned. Sure. I literally just like figured it out. Yeah. And, uh. And did you have your license at this point? okay so I'm not like I said I don't know if it's oh, okay. like, <laughs> like I just did it you know? sure yeah, yeah and yeah. uh and so my in-laws bought it okay and then we uh I financed the remodel got it so we're 50 50 on that all right so that's a story in itself because have you ever done a project with your in-laws uh, not yet so my father-in-law is an engineer Okay, and if you've met my wife, my wife uh, has a lot of opinions as well. Okay. <laughs> so first day into the project, I had an opinion uh-huh. on what we should do, and that she didn't go over real did well. Did not like that. There yeah. was a lot, as I call it, a lot of chiefs and not enough Indians. Okay. Yeah. So I decided I was the dump run guy from then on out. Got it. I yeah. just go to Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. Let them do their thing. Right. When it came down to Airbnb, then I can jump in, but... Sure. You just stay out of the way. Yeah. It's, it's better that way. I get You it. haven't done anything with any of your... No, families. I haven't. I
2: haven't, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just too many... I just wanted to take note on one thing is, like, you said that you lost your job, lost the other job, lost the house, like, strike one, strike two, strike three, mm-hmm. struck out looking, right? But mm-hmm. then you just kept going. Sure. And it just made me think, I literally heard this, like, short clip the other day of Steve Jobs, and he's like... Yeah. He's like, I'm convinced... I've convinced myself that literally the only thing that really sets yourself apart as entrepreneur is perseverance, mm. and that's just what made me think of that. Sure. It's like you just you just kept going, right? 100%. And that would have been an easy time to give up.
0: Hundred percent. And yeah. there's and there's multiple occasions. I'll go back three weeks ago. Okay. Um, doing deals with developers, and you know we had twenty million sitting on the table. And uh, they went with somebody
1: else oh man
0: so I mean that's for me is, is life-changing money right and and what are you gonna do are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna sulk which I did for a day sure and, yeah and then you realize okay but then you start pulling it apart and you go oh yeah, I learned a lot yeah I learned a lot like did you know if you have a fourth-floor condo uh-huh. you have to get a special uh, watering system from the fire department right I didn't know that yeah but now I know that going into nothing to do with deal. the deal right but it but it has everything to do with the next deal sure and so you have to ask yourself what everybody falls in, in trap with with investing mm-hmm. is it's the first one yeah and I, I think he can speak to and I'm sure you can too because mm-hmm. we talked about it before the show when you get the first one and you get over that first hurdle oh yeah my, my rule with everybody is you got to realize that investing is nothing more than sheetrock and two-by-fours. Yeah. Everybody wants to put so much fear around it. If you have a system and exit strategies, uh-huh. like when he walks into a deal, how many strategies do you have for a property? Yeah, a lot. Right? Yeah. You have a lot. Right. So as long as your options are available, mm-hmm. then there's ways to get out of everything. Right? Yeah. But I, this is what I truly believe. The only thing that trips investors up is one thing, ego. Yeah. It's ego. Mm-hmm. There's a guy in San Antonio that has been flipping houses for 20 years. Okay. They do 40 to 60 a year. He's never sold a house for over $250,000. Mm. He's never lost money. They make 20 to 30 to 40,000 every time. Right. But what happens with investors is they sell that house for 250? Yeah. And then they want And it they want to four. through. All oh, right. But if I get to 4, look at what I'm going to make. But this is the same thing with Airbnb, right? Uh-huh. What people don't understand is to take it from 3 Airbnbs to 20. Mm-hmm. The amount of work that it takes—it's like adding, it's adding on like ten employees. Right? Yeah. Right. But you're only going to make like two thousand more dollars. Was it worth it? Mm-hmm. So people need to understand that every time you make that jump, it pulls more of you. Right. You know. Yeah. I, I think that's what people don't understand, and <coughs> you know, I mean, I could text him, and he says yes to everything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but then there's a different conversation behind that going, yeah. okay, well what does it really take to pull this apart? And right. you know what I'm saying? Like I think yeah. people just they just jump into things and it's like like that's why I believe and this might be counterintuitive and I'm sorry, it's my new mantra I'm on. Yeah. I think that 90% of people's goals are lies. Mm. I think that people make goals for other people. Mm. Right? Cuz if you talk to everybody, yeah, what is their number one goal? I want to be a millionaire i'm gonna be a millionaire yeah are you aware of what it takes the amount of people you have to hire the bandwidth the insurance yeah the taxes that you have to pay to make a million dollars i don't think you really want that right because if i could promise you you have eight rentals making you money Mm -hmm. and you make a hundred thousand dollars a year and you don't work there's a lot of people that would take that oh yeah but on the surface it doesn't they doesn't say they're a millionaire doesn't say yeah
1: yeah, I agree with you. There's like, I mean, we talk about it a lot on this podcast about how comparison is a thief of joy, right? And so like, I think a lot of people, you said people, people, their goals are for other people, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, they're just trying to keep up with the Joneses and they want to be a millionaire because that looks cool to what they think society is, whether yeah. that's a conscious choice in their mind or a subconscious choice. Yeah. Um, and I see that a lot. Sure. I mean, I mean, I know that we've talked about this a lot about how we talk about financial freedom a ton and. Uh, We're thinking about, you know, like kind of changing the way we um, talk on on this podcast about financial freedom and just make it more about freedom. Because the financial part isn't really the thing that we're interested in. It's about the time, right? Yeah. And so time is like, you know, the greatest asset to anybody on planet Earth. Um, So the million dollar number in a bank account or whatever, that doesn't matter. Like you said, the $100,000 a year coming in from eight rental properties, that is, you know, way more valuable in my mind than Making myself work more,
0: Hundred for a million dollars, what people don't understand because I'm in a couple of masterminds mm-hmm. and my you know my mentors are really wealthy people. Sure. Highly involved in real estate for many of years. Yeah. If you look at how they structure their lives, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with a dollar amount in their bank account. It's everything to do with time. Right. Yeah. So as I'm setting up my new businesses. I had a guy out in California who really like nailed it to me and nailed me up on the wall. Uh And he said that if you want your life with your wife, Uh then you have to structure your businesses so you are flexible in what you can do. Yeah. And so I'd rather make a hundred grand less a year and then have somebody doing that job for me Mm -hmm. than me be involved in everything. Because if you look at it from a different point of view, Uh yeah people look at everything though they he you could say you could look at him and I, and I say him cuz he has a bunch of different businesses. Yeah. You could look at him and say, "Oh, Matt's very successful." I don't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. I look at it, think about all the people that Matt feeds. Yeah. That puts food on their table. For sure. Right? Yeah. That's the impact. Yeah. Part, that people don't talk about enough. It's not about like what if that one other person that I met that has a kid, right? That's a single mom. Yeah. That I can offer a job to her and I make 30 grand less as an owner. I'm okay
1: yeah right yeah what's
0: the roi on your soul yeah i know you're changing people's <coughs> lives yeah. yeah good one man That's the deeper meaning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right for sure and we said we weren't going to get philosophical but i can't help <laughs> it. because because what i'm saying is perfect example i met yeah. with a client last saturday who wants to do 26 acres and wanted my advice on funding um airbnb's wedding venues because my wife does wedding venues right okay at the end of the meeting she's crying Right? Okay. We spent two hours. I didn't need to... It's a Saturday. I could be with my wife. Yeah. And she's crying. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. She goes, I've never had somebody else believe in me in this process. Oh, wow. The way you do. Yeah. So, like, what's the ROI on her telling her friend, like, hey, I met this great guy. Yeah. And so, like, that's why it's relationships over profits. For sure. And I I texted him that today. Mm. And I really learned a lot from him mm-hmm. when he tells the story about how you um how you have all your contacts right mm. i mean for what how many years did you go out and take yeah, everybody still, out? There, still doing it yeah right but everybody's about the short game
1: yeah right? like that I extra
0: know. money right yeah that Extra. that's why i don't talk to wholesalers like that extra dollar yeah, that's you a know quick like dollar, i don't yeah. i don't like to feel pressured
1: sure like, yeah it's, Ooh, it's, me either yeah. I hate it. I, you know what when, I'm someone, when someone tries to sell me something, you're like, "Hey I man, just feel like you really need to get this out of the I'm like, "Hey, it's
0: three hundred grand, bro. Yeah, like, let's you know, give right. me a minute. Let's put yeah. some numbers. <laughs> Let me think
1: about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's like I'm working on a a, a seventy three unit syndication right now, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, no, whoa, don't rush me. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go get three million dollars from friends. Yeah, that's a lot of responsibility for me. Right. You know, and then there's another project I'm working on for a friend on a twelve hundred unit. Mm. right Mm -hmm. 18 million dollars right you can't rush that yeah oh yeah 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 (laughs) you know I mean this is this is this is and and if they go with me they go I don't care it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. but you gotta understand that that they have a process and and this is really what I'm transitioning into and my business partner is working on me with this Mm -hmm. but mainly my wife too Mm -hmm. you can't everybody's not you I'm a hard charger Uh I've got many things going on it's like I can keep it all going. Right. But I can't make somebody what they aren't. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't expect that for the same thing from My someone else. My business partner is a systematic, you know, number sheet guy. Yeah. I can't run him into the ground. Right. Because if you break him, right, Yeah. then, you know, it's the same way with, with his wife. is a counterbalance to him. Mine, mine does not get excited by anything I do. She's like, you're not funny. Like, you're not any yeah. that. <laughs> tell me That's when, a good wife. Yeah. Tell me when we're moving to Italy. Right. I don't care about any of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, as long as we get to where we're going, right? Yeah. And so part of the reason, you know, somebody said something to me the other day, and I, and I think this will resonate with your company, because huh. I think this is what y'all believe in. He said, the, the seeds of good deeds that you're doing around the United States mm-hmm. will, will grow mm-hmm. to bounds that you have no idea. Yeah. And I was like, "That's the greatest compliment I've ever heard in my life." Yeah. And and yes, does everybody want to make money? But if you if you separate that out and know that it comes from intention, yeah, then you then you can you can move through and you can sleep at night. Right. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. And and from the funding world, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Because you know people are cutthroat. Sure. On it's business all about, practices. I mean, you know, yeah. The
1: whole deal that. is about money, so how can you not think about money yeah. in that situation? I was
0: about to, to
2: jump into that as far as, um, like, I've I've you've heard of it, you know, your whole life of <clears throat> businesses and tenants, people are cutthroat, and I feel like I've personally experienced that in the last six months more than ever, and I'm just curious, like, your thoughts on those type of people and that cutthroat, you know, especially with, like, doing loans, like, do you look at it like, I'm just going to deal with this person and get this deal done? Or like, I don't want to do any, I don't want to be any part of this with this type of person. Or have you had those hardcore cutthroat business people often, a little bit? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a double-edged sword, uh-huh. um, especially because I'm new to funding. Yeah. So you you would prefer not to do business. Uh-huh. Um with 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 people that that aren't of the moral fiber that you like. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, in the money world, sometimes you know, um, you've got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that you know they're noted. Yeah. You're you're noted. Sure. You, you don't yeah. you don't want. There you just don't want to do business that way. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't. Yeah. I, I think I think the the ROI. On long-term relationships like I I'm the first guy uh-huh. and uh, to to get somebody a deal okay uh-huh. like we didn't do a deal because we didn't we didn't lend in that particular area uh-huh. okay I just tossed another hard money guy the deal right this is the true text he sent me what's up <laughs> why'd you do this yeah And like he's looked literally shocked he's yeah like, I don't understand <laughs> What up? Right. Yeah. What's what What's i What like, no, bro, that, What's the catch? <laughs> Nothing. He goes, "Oh, well, you don't work in this space all no. that much." And I was like, "Dude, it's just how I am." Right. Yeah. <laughs> you you text me the other day. I gave you that other guy. I don't like. It doesn't matter who sure. gets the deal done. Right. Because that deal might turn into that deal, turn right. into that deal. And yeah. I think, I think, I think as long as you're doing that, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think that. But at the end of the day, there's people out there that you you know sometimes you have to do business with them and. And you just uh, keep the conversation short. <laughs> sure. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So make
2: the note. You, you know what's yeah. going on and mm-hmm. just do what you got to do to get out of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. 100%. And, and, and unfortunately, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of people out there, and this is what my mentor talks about all the time, is does, a, does your audio match your video? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that are extremely successful mm-hmm. that are not good people. Yeah. And part of the reason that I'm in the mastermind I'm in is it's a five garden approach. Uh-huh. So it's not just business and right. just grind, grind, grind. It's family, charity, spiritual, business, you know, health. Oh man, I love that. And so that's part of what's drawn me to these masterminds is, 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 is your gardens or all your gardens being pollinated. Yeah. Right? And one of the greatest quotes I've heard about relationships ever uh-huh. was, uh, stop watering that plant uh, for two months and see how many bad weeds you've been watering for how long. I just butchered the quote. But basically what he yeah. was saying was stop watering the plant of that relationship and see how many weeds right. you've been watering. Like right. How many people are you hanging on to that aren't pouring into your life? Right. Right? Yeah. You have to, it's, 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 it's a combination thing. Yeah. Right? And I think that unfortunately you have to you just have to do things the right way and work from abundance, uh-huh. and I'm not saying I've always been like that. Like, yeah. for me, this last year has been the game-changer year. Yeah. So, um, full disclosure, we'll get philosophical. Okay. I was an extremely heavy drinker. Okay. Very heavy. Sure. Um, bartending. Background of bartending, yeah. Um, I got two business partners that didn't drink. Okay. Decided it wasn't for them, and it kind of, I kind of had this idea, I'm like, I'm going to stop drinking for like 60 days. Okay. I got to, like, day 27. I was like, this is a freaking nightmare. Oh, no. Uh, and then, but I, I got <coughs> through it. And okay. so now we're 20 days away from a year. All right. So Congratulations. Lost, that's awesome. I've lost 40 pounds. Nice. Um, I'm doing three Ironmans next year. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm weird. Dude, you know? no, that's awesome. But what I'm saying is I'm not telling you that you have to drink, right? Uh-huh. But my, my mentor asked me, he said, if you were to sit in a room uh-huh. with highly successful people, Five years from now, and you were t- to deserve it. Uh-huh. What's the one thing that'll hold you back from that? Mm. I said alcohol. Mm. And two months later, I quit. And it's it's maybe I'm Irish. Maybe <laughs> I was hiding things that I didn't want to deal with. But sure. you, you can drink all you want. I don't care. I'll make drinks for you. Yeah, like I do it all the time. Right. But for me, it was it was my crutch. Yeah. Because let's say you go to work right and then you come home Uh and then you're not doing your extra work or your extra businesses because you're drinking yeah and then the drinking turns into I feel bad the next day and then right it's kind of just a cycle yeah and unfortunately people don't address that in the restaurant business because it is you know one of the big topics these days is is mental health and yeah in the in the the restaurant business mainly for chefs yeah. Um, that work in a hot kitchen for 80 to 100 hours a week. Yeah. And they don't really eat mm-hmm. and they drink too much. And yeah. so, and, I, and to be honest with you, now that I'm making the, the correlation, I think it could be the same thing in a real estate investor space too. Oh, yeah. You, you're working multiple businesses, sure. meetups, so on and so on. So, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to do what works for you. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Right. Um, so... You know, I'm not advocating that you shouldn't drink. I I love alcohol. Right? Yeah, it's just for me, it doesn't work right now. Right. So, yeah. So it's interesting how much everything's changed.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's very cool that you were able to to see that. You know, realize it, and then make that conscious decision and that change in your life to, um, you know, one better your life and better the lives of the people that are around you as well. For sure. Did you? Um, did you? Just like quit cold turkey yes. on your own.
0: I'm, Did I you have, go to any meetings or anything? No, I have an extremely military personality. Okay. It drives All my wife crazy. Yeah. She goes literally, you just flip on a dime. Like yeah. When you make a decision. That being said, my coach uh-huh. is uh, has eighteen years in recovery. And oh, He's awesome. a specialist in that. Good. So there's a little bit of, of that kind of backhanded. Sure. Is, you know, everybody's different. Right. Yeah. Um, what I'm noticing, though, if you if you study higher up CEOs, is a, a lot of guys have have stopped as well. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe they switch to that other thing. Sure. Uh, that'll ruin <laughs> name, <ruben laughs> Lane List. You know, right, <laughs> it's, right. yeah. it's Austin. You know, whatever. <laughs> uh, Colorado. Whatever. You're right. But, uh, yeah. but, but that works for them and sure and, and you know a lot of people have switched to CBD. Yeah. Uh, which is a huge business uh-huh. uh, moving forward. So so you know those are going to be. Things that, that, it's just different. Yeah. You know, it's just different. Um, you you have to make a conscious decision to do what works for you. Right. Nobody else. Yeah. So my new favorite quote, I, I wear it every time when I work out, is uh, nobody cares, work harder. Yeah. And it's the truth. Right. Because I thought I lost all that weight and, like, people would be like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. So, so it's interesting, you know? It's just... Uh, and, you know, have you found both of y'all have, have you found that, um, going to these events or, or going to meetups and everything can sometimes get out of hand, you know, when you're investing or is that it doesn't even, I mean, he's so focused on what he's doing. It doesn't really right. matter.
1: Um, do you mean, are you, I guess, referencing like,
0: as there's as a lot of, of meetups going on
1: yeah, but, all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so are you like talking about like drinking it yeah. getting late yeah. and stuff like that? I, I don't find, know
0: if we would know. I, feel I, like every, I find myself well, like doing things that maybe aren't professional, like okay. talking too loud. Sure. So, <laughs>
2: like for me, I do a lot of, I do do a lot of networking and meetings. But I, and and I think you're the same way. Look, like, we yeah. don't actually go to that many meetups. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And a lot of it's coffee meetings in
2: the Yeah. Morning. And so, like, I'd rather meet personally, individually with one-on-ones, and yeah. and do that five to ten times a day. Yeah. And then you know, there's some balance of. Like me and my wife, we like to go on an hour walk every night, sure. and I'd rather do that than go to a meetup and sure. and be around what you said. Not that I have a problem with it, but yeah. a lot of those things are superficial, and you end up just talking to one person anyways. Yeah. You know, and so I just you gotta have balance.
0: How do you? And that's the question I have to ask you. It's the number one question I have to ask you. You have so much going on. Mm-hmm. How you're about? You know, you've got a young kid. How do you justify balance when your head's in real estate? 24 seven yeah it's
2: i was it's kind of like what andrew's talking about about i feel like i'm i'm blessed you know one i've got a lot of great people around me so good support system but like i'll be you know 10 o'clock monday morning we're on a walk Mm -hmm. and yeah i can take phone calls and check my emails but i don't i don't really look at it as on or off it's just all this is just my life and I'm okay with working on a Sunday or a Saturday or not working on a Monday or a Tuesday, and so I guess I'm just lucky that I really like what I do, and a big part of that's just meeting and networking with people yeah. and just trying to be a good person so um I never really get bogged down and but I'm also ten years in you know yeah. like i my first two, three four years like it was it was hard and mm-hmm. I still have some days sometimes where, like, man, that's too many meetings. Sure. Yeah. You know.
0: So a rule that I think you should follow that I just heard, like, last week from a couple of people in my group, they don't take same-day meetings. They, they refuse. Yeah. Because it's just – Oh, okay. It just – like, they don't take same day meetings because it just throws your whole schedule out of whack and uh-huh. you're trying to keep it, you're trying to take it in because you want to. Uh-huh. I'm, I have a real tendency to schedule too many meetings, yeah. to try to fit too yeah, much. Yeah, we, we called you today for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, 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 have a, I have to make up meeting with your banker, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to meet him. But it's funny that you say that. I was in Costa Rica in August with yeah. my wife uh-huh. and we were looking at a property. Oh, wow. And because I have a friend down there who does hotel Airbnbs. Cool. And I got five different text messages from people I know uh-huh. that said, stop working. Seriously, you're on vacation. Yeah. And I go, it's not work. Yeah. Right. It's the same. Yeah, right. I had the same thing. It's yeah. all in the same. I'm literally having the best time ever yeah. dreaming and thinking about owning land in yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you not find that exciting, right? right? And yeah. I agree. Like, for me, it's all one and the same. Mm-hmm. It's all one and the same. And how do we, like, prime example, this is the greatest thing ever, and I just talked to this this city of Austin, this business developer about it. My buddy does um, affordable housing, uh, new construction. Okay. Uh, big developer. Yeah. 500 to 400 units. He told me something when I was in Nashville two months ago that, like, forever has changed my life. Uh-huh. Him and his fiance are going to build the units, uh-huh. but in addition... To building the units, they are going to create entrepreneurship and self-personal uh, development classes cool. for the residents. Oh, wow. Monthly. That's Workshops, awesome. trades. Yeah. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to impact. He's gonna. He wants 100,000 units. Yeah. He wants to impact a million lives. And when I, when I heard that, I got chills. Yeah. I'm like, I can teach these people Airbnb, you know, a skill that doesn't take much money to get started. And maybe we can change their family dynamic. Uh Um, over and over again. Uh And so, like, when you work from intention and not materialistic goals, Mm. I think the impact is greater. Yeah. And I'm going to let you in on another secret. If you stop worrying about money, money will actually come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People don't don't understand that.
1: There's a a quote that I really like, and it's, um, uh, when you chase, the world runs. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you want something too bad it's always going to be, like, just out of reach. Mm -hmm. But if you stop wanting it so bad, then it just, like, it happens. That's, that's like, a a big view on, like, happiness that um, I guess I've heard a lot of quotes on lately about, like, happiness is not a destination, right? So it's, like, you just, like, choose to be happy every single day, and then things will start falling into place.
0: There's a guy, his name is Rick Rick Alexander. Mm -hmm. He is a uh, high-performance endurance coach. He's run 250 miles and... He's got a podcast and all this stuff, and he has spent the last year studying happiness. Mm-hmm. That's like his thing right now. Yeah, and he told me the other day that he believes that happiness is a choice. Oh yeah, he believes there's. He's looked at every data. He's like tried everything, and yeah. he said, "You can look at the eight houses that I lost, uh-huh. and you can look at the probably about a million dollars." Yeah. I didn't even tell you about the condo I didn't buy on South Lamar. That was like a hundred. Oh man. <laughs> that would probably be worth like five hundred now. <clears throat> or you can look at it as lessons to appreciate the homes that I have bought. For, for sure. Murder. It's yeah. just, just a choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: I've got an interesting perspective on that. We went to Africa uh, like five years ago, and no kidding, the people there were happier. Like mm-hmm. I could see that they were happier than people you see here. Mm-hmm. And that that's exactly what you said. It's like they they don't they're not looking for the things that people here are. They Like, they have their family. Mm-hmm. They're happy. Like, True. that's actually what they need. Sure. They're, like, genuinely really happy. It was mm-hmm. very surprising. Like, I was like, wow, maybe they don't need our help. Maybe we need their help. Sure.
0: Yeah. You know? It's it's funny. I read a book from Kyle Cease, The Illusion of Money, and mm-hmm. basically, like, as if you chase money, it will not come. Yeah. One of the greatest stories I've told everybody since I met it, he said he... <laughs> He said he went on a juice cleanse for three days and gained weight. Oh, wow. And he was like, what the hell? <laughs> and then he remembered that his intention was to feel good. Uh. Oh. Okay. Then I accomplished it. Yeah. And so what, I do, what I've done the last two, three months is I've shifted all my goals to intentions. Mm. Well, my intention is to be a good person.
1: Yeah. And impact
0: lives. Right. Well, guess what? If that's running an Airbnb company and doing hotels and doing deals for funding people and they get to feed more families because they're funding deals. Right. Then the intention runs down the center line mm-hmm. and the rest of the stuff is impact outside. Yeah. And, you know, in the real estate space, there are a lot of uh, showers out there and they've got their Lamborghinis mm-hmm. and they're on Instagram and air- didn't you know that Airbnb is the easiest thing in the world and you only have to work two week, two hours a week and you make Lambos and it's all... That's what they tell you. Yeah. No, it's the hardest thing on the planet <laughs> and guests text you at 9 o'clock at night. Right. So let's live in the actualness of what it is uh-huh. and understand that, that it is hard work uh-huh. um, and it is grinding. I, I guess what I would ask you is, do you celebrate your wins or are you so focused on the end that you can't even do you get joy from like yeah like it.
2: you know what i'm saying I, honestly i don't No, i keep pushing and but i think it's like what i was talking about is like i'm i'm not like i'm not at a point where i'm i'm like i have to get here to be happy like i am happy i love oh, my so. life i love mm-hmm. th- like i'm working right now we're hanging out when this is working when you're
0: 70 like people tell me this all the time I'm like oh you're gonna get enough properties to retire i'm like I'll still be like working when I'm eighty. Right. I love it. Yeah. I love the deal. Yeah. That's what I realized. Yeah. I don't want to do anything else besides that. Mm-hmm. I love the deal. Mm-hmm. I love talking to people. Yeah. I mean, if it.
2: if if we were, you know, if we wanted to just have free time and have time off, like I would go work a nine to five, mm-hmm. and I would have every night off, and I would have every weekend off, and I have a couple vacations a year. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want to do. I want yeah. to be doing things. Sure. I don't want to just have free time to do you know nothing i want to be productive yeah. right and so yeah. that's what i think business allows is to to make an impact and to create
1: things yeah 100 percent. yeah um so kind of going back to uh airbnb i know you, you kind of mentioned sure. how hard it was compared to what sure. people on instagram say um, so you started off, you know, just having your, turning your own house into it Airbnb. A, it
0: was an air mattress and a single trundle right. bed. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Seriously.
1: And how did that turn into like a
0: business business? When did you? So my new, my new rant on Airbnb, I did a podcast. Hey, real quick yeah. though,
2: with what you're talking about, the the air mattress and living there, sure. you probably love that, right?
0: I actually wish I could go back to that. That's what I'm saying. a simpler life.
2: <laughs> that's what I'm talking about though. you like, yeah. you're like loving the process, right? Mm-hmm. Like that to me sounds really cool too. True story.
0: True story. Started with the room.
2: Uh huh. Uh,
0: uh, than kind of the house, huh. I took that eleven thousand. I think between all the ones we'll do four hundred gross uh-huh. this year, right? I had more fun doing the room yeah. <laughs> than I did where we are now. So sure. what I tell everybody on Airbnb is understand what you're getting yourself into. Uh-huh. Use it as a vehicle to maybe give you one an extra vacation or like pay off the house quicker. Right. But understand that when you get past like ten, it's it's work. Mm-hmm. You're managing. Cleaners and you have right. You know you have five hundred guests coming through a week. You know a month. So yeah. um, there's a part of me that knows whether I have an Airbnb company or not. I'll always do Airbnb. Uh-huh. And the reason is I travel that way. Yeah. So when we went to Europe, we didn't. We were there for eight eight weeks. We didn't plan any of the trip. Okay. Like I had a, a framework. Sure. Of like cities, but we literally booked Airbnbs while we were going. As you were going and. We stayed with a family in Cordoba, Spain, that we had um, his birthday dinner with his family, uh-huh. and I don't speak Spanish, and so I was the only one there that didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and it was in a 200-year-old home with a courtyard in the middle. I still think uh-huh. about that home to it, this day. Yeah. We had wine tasting in Burgundy, France, in a private cellar from a wine that's never been to the States with a French guy who doesn't speak English oh, wow. because of Airbnb. And so... There is a part of Airbnb for me that is reworking my idea of what I believe is what I want to run. Uh-huh. And we're converting that to experiences. Yeah. So the next move for me is if you, if him and your wife and, and you came with your, your wife uh-huh. and you stayed in like, let's say a place in Canyon Lake, Texas. Yeah. My idea would be to have um, local beer. And there, from the brewery that's down right. the street. And then maybe we do a whiskey tasting when you check in. Uh-huh. Like, these are the things that excites me. Yeah. And so I want to get my company to a point where I can implement those. Uh-huh. And so we're doing a, um, this is the most exciting thing in the world. And I just started last week. We're okay. doing a, it's not mine, but I'm, my, we're running it. Okay. It's an eight, so it's three, eight stories. So three stories, eight unit shipping container. Hotel. All right. In Green, Texas. Wow. It's beautiful. 50-foot decks. Uh-huh. It's it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. And we're going to have a coffee shop in the bottom of one. And it's, it's going to be really something. There's yeah. going to be one of the first of its kind uh-huh. in Texas. And I look at projects like that and that gets me excited. Yeah. When you can have like country music out on a Friday night with like a barbecue food truck. And you really want to create a space where people want to come back yeah and the number one thing with airbnb is referrals oh yeah and so if you're creating a space for experiences mm-hmm. then you're creating something that will affect the rule about hospitality is as simple as this uh-huh. somebody has a negative experience they'll tell 45 people uh-huh. somebody has a great experience to tell one person right yeah so I know. So you gotta This be is really. that customer
1: service background that you yeah. have. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> so I look at that from a from a context point of view is how do we because what what they don't tell you is when I started Airbnb in San Antonio, uh-huh. there was ninety-five. There's now nine hundred and eighty oh wow in a two-year span. Jeez. So how are you gonna separate yourself from the competition? Right. And there's too many people slapping houses yeah. up there that that don't care. Right. And so but at the same time when you're at scale, uh-huh. it's hard to care. Right. Because you're you're managing so much so going many on, yeah. So what I've what I've found is that if you if you stay in an area uh-huh. and you scale from there, um, I think that's the best way. Yeah. You know, there's a guy I know in Dallas who's doing a couple and he's new to this uh-huh. and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to take this uh, unit in in Utah." Uh-huh. And that lasted like a month. Uh-huh. Like, bro, you, you can't. You can't do that. Uh-huh. Like, it's just not gonna, it's not worth it. So, it's the same way we talk about time. You don't, I mean, you don't really leave your investing ground. Like, you kind of stay. Yeah. Like, you've been tempted.
2: Yeah. Like, I haven't done the new builds. I mean, I'm open to all these things, but you're right. I've kind of. Even San in, Antonio. Yeah, you, I know. And I want to go to San yeah, Antonio. I know you do. I know. And I'm but like, he's not
0: even there yet. So yeah, think right. about that. This is a seasoned guy that's been in it for 10 years. And right? super
2: risky, right? Like I'm one of the riskiest guys you've oh, ever yeah. 100%. And yeah. so
0: you look at it from a context point of view. My friend in Florida, right? Uh-huh. She's 42 in one city. Mm. She's crushing it. Yeah. But if she had 42 in. 42 cities? <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't work. Yeah. So, so don't think, mm. yes, is Austin expensive? But I also talked to my other buddy who's only buying, true story, uh-huh. they're only buying apartment complexes in Austin and L.A. The two hardest markets. Wow. You want to know why? Because nobody's looking. Because they think it's too hard. they think it's too hard. It's the same way with him. Yeah. Oh, Round Rock, it's, 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 too, it's too busy. Right. Yeah, yet he keeps finding deals. Yeah, I know. So, so everybody's got to complain about, well, I can't get Airbnbs, I can't get that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but have you proven yourself? Right. And I, I'm i a king at that. Yeah. Talk it up. But like, let's put some, some stuff on the scoreboard. Sure. And let's, then once you have that, it's it's all gravy. Right. Yeah. But I think uh, the greatest uh, piece of advice I ever heard from my CEO of Streamline uh-huh. when I started, he said, um, don't try to lie about where you are. If you're a week into funding, tell them. Yeah. Hey, man, never done this before. Right. Let me yeah. walk you through it. Yeah but don't try to be anything you're not. Yeah. And I try to tell them straight out. I'm learning every day with you too. Mm-hmm. But what you, what, what you can learn in the private equity space is how deals get done. Yeah. And and that is invaluable, uh-huh. right? Because if you learn the idea of leverage, the uh-huh. same thing with Airbnb, if you leverage your knowledge on Airbnb, you can, you can create a portfolio. Right. But what I tell everybody is for the Airbnb space, does it work long-term? Mm-hmm. Does it work long-term? If it works long-term, then what's the risk? Yeah. Because you're, because unfortunately Airbnb is wild west. Yeah. And the laws change. They just voted on a law got struck down in Austin. We don't know if it's real. We don't know if it's, you know, so like, you know, and so then there's cities like San Antonio who are for it. Yeah. But then it's oversaturated. So I think we've got a long way to go in that space. Sure. Yeah. And if you talk to multiple investors, bigger guys, Uh Uh, I thought it was hilarious. I went to a meetup in Nashville with uh, some of the biggest multifamily investors in the United States. And you know who they want to talk to the most? Me. Yeah. Because Airbnb. Yeah. Because it's like the cool thing to do. Right. I'm like, yeah, but you don't want to do this at all. Yeah. You have a property manager who manages your 5,000 units and yeah. you maybe get a phone call every you know, week. Right. Yeah. Opposed to every day. Right. Or every minute. Right? Yeah. So yeah. has your been your experience so far? I mean, I'm running your yeah, units and I mean, you don't really, I mean, you don't do much. So. No. And I think it's just a
2: testament to what I always preach on is like, get good people. Right. And let them handle it. I mean, mm-hmm. I could, I could probably very easily run that and and do well, but it would take time. And I'd rather have you, you're an expert, you know, other things that I don't know, Mm -hmm. which allows me to not get bogged down in it to go find more of them. So I've, I've loved working with you. I, um, I recommend you all the time. And I tell people, Hey, I'm telling you, you know, self-manage or manage, you know, it's running like a business is the idea. Mm -hmm. And I'm practicing what I preach because this is a different business model, Mm -hmm. Airbnb. I'm not trying to dabble in it. I'm mm-hmm. trying to let you handle it. True. I'm okay with paying that fee, right? Yeah. So yeah. I love it,
0: man. Yeah, it's it's the truth. And and I do the same thing um, for context. Um, you know, I, I just, that's my thing now. Yeah. It's like, dude, if you don't, if, you can spend your whole life trying to learn other people's jobs, uh-huh. or you can find the best person for what they do, and you can hire right. them and let that go. Right. Yeah. I mean, because every time you're spent, you're bogging yourself down over here. Uh-huh. Like... You, you take ph- photography and, and you do marketing. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> you know <laughs> no. what I'm saying? And so, like, why would I even... Like, my, my rule is, like, I don't go to discount tire and tell them how to put on tires. Right, yeah. They do tires. Yeah. Let them do tires. Yeah. Right. And I would say that a large portion of the clients that we do get uh-huh. is from people that... Self managed for like six months. Right. And like, nope. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. This <laughs> yeah. Is,
2: That's probably a good way to get it though, because they, they, then they'll appreciate it. Yeah. You
0: more. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and the rule that I have is is don't micromanage me mm-hmm. because, like, it is a different business. And, and the bigger thing that you have to realize is that the same way in the funding, the same way in the Airbnbs, it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And if you look at the scoreboard at the end of every week, you're going to think you're losing. Yeah. But you have to look at, the long term, yeah, yeah. big picture. March may be a great month. Well, guess what? January might not My, be a good month, right? And yeah. So that's what some people can't. Yeah, it's hard with. to yeah, for sure. Uh,
2: and I hear you on the micromanage. Right? We deal with it all the time. It's like, if you want to micro, if I want to micromanage you, why wouldn't I just manage it myself?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. We had a client. We had a client in California. He would refresh the calendar every hour. Ah. And text and text us. And I'm like, bro. Why
2: are
1: you doing that?
0: Why are you, are you me driving me, yourself what, crazy? What, what, you want me what is he
2: paying for, right? Like, right. He's, you, Perfect you you are paying to save your time. Yeah. But you're not doing yeah. that.
0: Yeah. That's
2: yeah.
0: silly. No, it's the truth. And so you're paying to save your time. Uh-huh. Let me do what I do. Right. And I'm gonna deliver for you. Yeah. And so that's uh, <coughs> you know, that's 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 what what we're offering is a full service. It's the same way um, me and him are working on a management uh
1: yeah. Property that I got right. long term yeah.
0: from a client who wants to do Airbnb but not yet. Okay. <laughs> I started digging into like the aspects of like long term rental with Lexi, uh-huh. and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good. This yeah. is uh yeah. right. I was like, "Wait, you pay the bills for people too?" I was like, "No, no, 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 I didn't yeah. know all this stuff." I was <laughs> yeah. like I was like, "I'm out." Yeah. I, I told Different her world. I was like, "I'm out. Yeah. This is not I didn't know that." Yeah. Like and so there's a part of your your ego that's, ah I can handle. I can this. handle it, right? Wait, whoa! No, 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 no! Yeah, we're just gonna put you in the system over here. And sure. We don't have to think about it. Let's, yeah.
2: Real quick, uh, let's talk about streamline. Because, sure. Because uh, I I like the team that y'all yeah. have, and it seems like a great group. Yeah. Um, kind of tell the listeners like. Wonder yeah wonderful. Group. What it is y'all are doing, and y'all are getting into new some new things sure. with multifamily, sure, sure, right?
0: Sure. So Streamline funding has been around since 2002, uh, the parent company's Noble Capital, Mm -hmm. a financial institution uh, started by uh, four gentlemen, Um, tons of real estate investing. So they were big into commercial space, um, lending development um, before the recession. Mm -hmm. Um, I I will say that um, they got hit really hard in the recession um, and they did not call on almost all the loans. They took it in the teeth. Wow. So I respect uh, a company that that works on relationships. Um, yeah. We uh, lend currently just to Texas, um, even though uh, there is another company that's about to uh, private lender network outside of Texas. But we focus on Texas. Uh, we are... New construction. So if you were to build a two-story townhome, a spec home, 15 units, that's our bread and butter. Okay. Uh, there's not a lot of companies that do that. Um, you're not going to jump through the hoops with us. Um, we're going to need plans, elevation, and then you're off. Right. And we just need to know you have the money and a decent credit score and you're off. We don't... A commercial lender, while they might be cheaper, uh-huh. you're, you're probably going to wait an extra month or two to get approval. Um, we'll do on new construction, we can do up to 85, uh, loan to cost. So you only need to bring 15%. Um, and then we will fund a hundred percent of the construction. Wow. So, you know, it really is a leverage play. Yeah. And, And there are guys that understand how it works and it's, it's all about speed. Yeah. Um, that allows them to do multiple projects. So if you were to have, you know, a $3 million project, you're basically using us, as the leverage mm-hmm. to get something done that maybe technically you couldn't get done. Yeah. Um, and we're the gamblers. We'll gamble with you. Yeah. Um, because we res- we respect the cities that we know. Um, the presence is growing in San Antonio. Um, we just did, the, the deal I did was an interesting one. Um, it was multifamily, uh-huh. uh, 24 units. Um, but what happened was the occupancy was so low that they couldn't get a regular loan. Oh. So how do you... Buy it. And th- this is right. Mesa, right? Yeah, this so is Mesa this is Ridge. Deal. Oh, wow. They were going to lend me the money, yeah. and then we ended up assigning yeah. it. Got yeah. it.
2: And they still did the loan. Yeah, we them. still did
0: the loan. So these guys had money from investors, um, but because they had eight vacant units, uh, Fannie Mae and, and Freddie Mac will not lend. Okay. Because your occupancy is too low. Sure. So it's kind of an interesting space that um, we took down the property with them, and then we funded the construction. Okay. They will... Um, they, they brought half the money. They will fix it up. Uh-huh. They'll rent it out. And then they'll refinance out of us. Right. Um, it's it's odd. I mean, that's not as done as often because multiple f- multi-family money is a little cheaper. Uh-huh. But on the surface, really, and he'll tell you, because I've been there, yeah. the number one rule in real estate is acquire the property. Yeah. The rest of the stuff you figure out sure. later. But until you have the contract signed, it uh-huh. does not matter. Yeah. So, if, and, and here's what's great. He made money on the deal. Yep. I made money on the deal. And guess what? There's a ton of equity in the deal for the investor. Right. Yeah. So, yes, that. they might have had to spend more money up front, but now they have multiple, you know, a couple hundred thousand in equity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, That's and, awesome. and so, really, it's about getting the deal. Yeah. I mean, and so, the the problem that hard money guys have is the connotation on hard money. Yeah. And basically what I think it reverts back to is when money was eighteen to twenty percent. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're at nine, yeah, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. And and really if you pay if you if you're out in eight to nine to ten months, you're really looking at six to seven percent. And <coughs> he would even know more than I would. Yeah. On that, because you've used. Yeah, no, that's years.
2: why I'm. I'm just about to get the deal done, and yeah. and we we've you've had struggles with this of like yeah. we've bought deals that may not be a, a huge cash flow, but like we got the deals done. Yeah, right. you know, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. they're going up in value every 100%.
0: day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think too many people are worried about um, what they're gonna take home or, or what it costs to get the deal, but if you either have the deal or you don't, right? And that's what I'm
2: about it, man. If you have
0: the asset, then you have. Chance to make money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, what we're looking for, and here's the best news ever if you're going to use a hard money guy. I'm not saying we're always right, but if we tell you no, you probably should walk away. <laughs> we're yeah. wrong. Yeah. But 90% of the time, we're the backup. Yeah. We're like, hey, there's not enough yeah. meat in
2: the bone. Right. I don't, don't want yeah, a borrower no. to lose. All no. right. And it's been fascinating for me because there's just like, Constantly changing and evolving in that space, it's just getting better and better. Hundred percent. Just yeah. getting more creative, better rates because.
0: And the great news is, is that we raise our own money, so we're not like we have unlimited. Like, we're good. Yeah. Like, you want to bring a ten million dollar deal? We'll look at it. Like, right. I looked at an eight million dollar the other day, uh-huh. um, downtown condos. So I mean, the you know, the, it's only going to get bigger, and and the thing is, is that it's fast. And I think that's the best thing. When you're in the system, yeah. Um, and let's say the deal is straightforward, uh-huh. we can knock it out in eight days. That's awesome. So, I mean, if you've got to move, we can move with you. Right. Um, and and then you're basically reimbursed on, um, you know, you, you, you get your work done and then you get the money sent to you in, in two to three days. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been interesting for me to be in the private equity space. Uh-huh. Um, when I first started... <laughs> When I first started I I got nervous. Uh-huh. I'm like why would people want to work with me? Like this is really I like I felt I felt like almost like I was in positioning them when I talked to them. Sure. And then I go wait. I have the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You <They> need the <laughs> money to do the <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was like, oh, a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um yeah. so, you know, the the problem is is that there's a lot of private money out there, which <laughs> I'm an investor too I advocate for you getting the best deal. Yeah. Um but at the end of the day, as far as the new construction community development space hmm. hands down yeah uh, it's what we do that's awesome We, we know what we're doing um, and, and it, it's exciting. What I find to be one of the most exciting parts is that I know what's going on yeah. Like, right, cause we're in that space, right? Yeah. So, like, I know three projects that are going down in San Antonio that are going to be really great for the city. Yeah, because I got to look at them. That's right? so Cool. Yeah, and so you're kind of on the forefront of of what's happening. I mean, you know, Chris and Aiden, my my bosses, they've yeah. been Chris has been doing this seven years. Uh-huh. And he knows East Austin. He could tell you the square <laughs> the square foot of every build and what it's going to cost because they know exactly what right. the area is going to do and and um you know, it's exciting space. But I also think it's a and, and I think you would agree, it's a it's a unknown there's so many unknowns in that area that a lot of people just don't even look at it. Sure. And and when we were talking about it today, like put it in context of this, there are a lot of people I know that let's say they do a three hundred thousand dollar flip. Uh uh-huh. They'll pay the whole thing themselves. Uh-huh. Cash. Yeah. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you are literally, you know, have three hundred you have like so much money out there that can lose yeah like let's right yeah back in let's let's bring 30 grand to the table Uh you know and and maybe do like six of them right at the same time let's supercharge your money yeah um and and really that's what i'm learning about every day is leverage i I think leverage is the key to real estate that nobody talks about Mm -hmm. um that is really the key on it's how these big guys get everything done. Yeah. I mean, do you think they have the money to build a fifty-two million dollar apartment? I mean, I doubt it. Right. So. And if uh, they do, they're
1: not using fifty-two million dollars out of their pocket for it. No.
0: <laughs> right. No, they've they the equity fund or right. an hedge fund or, yeah. or something. So. Yeah, exactly. I just read the book uh, about the CEO of Blackstone. Uh, Whatever it takes, and that was a amazing book. Was it Schwartz? Yes, uh, Schwartz. So yeah. it was amazing. Um, stuff in mine. They bought um, Sam Zell. Yeah. he's is the biggest. Uh, the grave the, dancer. Yeah, he yeah he's the biggest office owner of office space in America. Oh wow! And it, it was I think two thousand twelve. he Blackstone bought his portfolio for thirty nine billion dollars. Man. And when you hear stuff like that, it, right? Like, yeah. Here's like, what's crazy though, the the day that they acquired that they it, they sold half of it. And oh man! Within within like three hours, they already wow. Had, they already got had had p- people lined up. Yeah, yeah, man. And so like he made money, they yeah. made money. Yeah. And like when you hear stuff like that, you're just like, man, these guys know how yeah. money works, how to move it, and and I think a big thing for me, and I, I think it would help a lot of people, um, is I, I I stopped focusing so much on real estate investing. I think you always have to be learning and everything. But I think with real estate investing, you learn a lot from doing. Yeah. What I've switched all my focus to is, is money. Okay. Money markets, yeah. government, um, private equity. Yeah. How that money moves around
1: mm-hmm. and really how
0: to use it is, I think, is key. Got it. Um, because cash is important, but cash tied up with the private with the right use of leverage can really supercharge. Right. And Be your, way better. So I'm looking at you know, syndication and stuff like that. It's, sure. it's very interesting um, how that works. Yeah. That's so, awesome um well
1: uh austin i hate to do this to you we might have to have a part two because i feel like we could keep talking for hours and hours and we're already at over an hour this is the longest podcast we've had and i feel like we're just like scratching this is good stuff um so but for now um we're gonna have to say goodbye to our audience so uh, for our audience um how can they find out more about you
0: uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Austin Linney, and it's super easy to find. Okay. Um, you can uh, track me down on Streamline Funding's uh, website as well. Okay. Um, for me, and, and I truly mean this, um, I'm a value over anything guy. So if I can help in any way, I'm here. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm happy to even walk you through Airbnb. I'm yeah. happy to open my playbook if anybody's interested and they want to do it themselves. Um, I find joy in that, um, and, and I think if people w- really look at it from what they want to get out of it, meaning they have a lake house that they're not using or or an extra room or a back unit that can really, um, one of the greatest stories I ever, uh, an old lady had passed away, her husband had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't make enough money from social security. She was literally gonna lose her house. Her daughter, uh, she stayed at my Airbnb, that's how I know this, her daughter told her about Airbnb. She started renting out one of her rooms uh-huh. And then rented out another house on the property, and now she was traveling the world because she had so much money. Oh wow, it's amazing! And yeah, I'm like, so that's cool. what that's what makes me excited. Right? Yeah, that's so, amazing. So if you if you need anything from me, Matt knows how to get a hold of me. Yeah,
1: or, or, or look me up. So. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll put your information uh, in the show. The most below. exciting
0: thing I'm I'm happy about is uh, I texted him right before I walked in. Is I told Andreas I said you're not the only one that's been on the podcast now. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, awesome, baby. We loved it. Yeah, yeah
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, well audience um so this podcast is provided by texas best credit repair um they're an awesome sponsor we love them um if you need any help from them go to texasbestcreditrepair.com um reach out to our boy sammy he's gonna take care of you um austin thank you again so much for being on the podcast thank you Jim. I really appreciate you all right Next signing man. off peace